0: Now it's mostly been like training montage and world building and sad man sits on his butt and cries about how he messed up. Welcome to Love It or Weeb It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weebs. I'm Annie, and I'm the best host on this podcast.
1: I'm Jeff, and I'm the best host on this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast our votes to Love It or Weeb It. You said better, right?
0: I don't remember.
1: Crap, because if you said best, it's just going to sound redundant when I say I'm the best. Anyway, today we're covering Decadence, which is available subbed on Funimation Now and Hulu. Before we get into Decadence, Annie, have you been watching any other anime?
0: Kind of.
1: (laughs) Tell listeners how you've been cheating on them.
0: Okay, I'm not cheating on them. So I read the manga up to like episode 15, and I'm starting Black Clover now from that point. (laughs) This? Because I couldn't stand watching the beginning of Black Clover. It was just painful. So everyone was just like, just read it until it gets good. And I was like, okay.
1: So if so, if your condition was reading it until it gets good, why did you stop at chapter 15 <laughs> and not- People,
0: not chapter 15 to like oh. where episode like 15. That's what everyone said. Just watch it from there. So. so it's
1: like, is that like roughly chapter 30 or so?
0: Listen, Jeff, I don't remember what I've done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Black Clover, Why?
0: I don't want to tell you why.
1: You've been listening too much to Tori.
0: Well, yes. Also, Tori is a bad influence on me. But I here it actually gets pretty good.
1: No, it doesn't. They're wrong.
0: Are you caught up?
1: So I used I used to stay completely caught up back when Shonen Jump was an actual digital magazine, and it was like if you fell behind on a series or two, it was actually difficult to ever catch up on them again. So like I had to keep up with everything, like just read the entire magazine from front to back. But now that everything's been split up for like a year and a half, I was like. I'll catch up someday, and that someday has never come.
0: Well, it could be now, and time for the new season with a brand new opening by TXT.
1: Oh, oh, right. I should have known. I forgot that was why.
0: Did you see me retweet it? <sighs> oh my god.
1: I did, and I don't want to. I've been watching—the only thing I'm watching is Digimon, and it's been good. It's been—yeah. It,
0: you don't sound confident at all.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think this episode was—the latest episode was kind of a— mixed bag i really appreciated it for like finally giving some characterization to villains but it also was like it was a very dragon ball z episode like the characters kind of just stood around and watched the fight for the whole episode which is weird because digimon's never done that so it's not like a worrying trend it's like a okay that was kind of an off episode but it was also interesting for other reasons anyway digimon the new digimon reboot has continued to be pretty good and if people are on the fence i'd say it's worth checking out if you have any lingering nostalgia for the original show
0: so not me (laughs)
1: yeah i am curious i am curious for you to try to keep watching at some point but like we were talking off mic before about how you didn't realize it's kind of show that runs for like 50 plus episodes
0: yes that's terrifying
1: does that completely kill your interest in it
0: no it just scares me a little
1: yeah i was gonna say you're just talking about black clover
0: yeah but i have a goal
1: did you know that taichi yagami sorry yagami taichi the main character, Digimon, is actually a K-pop star.
0: You're lying. And I know that because I would have <laughs> known by now if that was true.
1: Um, actually, the whole cast is K-pop stars. They just speak fluent Japanese. K-pop stars.
0: Know. Shows how much you know. Idols, dummy.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Can't believe you.
1: Now that Annie has ruined everything.
0: Also, Not Your Idol is good. Sorry. Unrelated. But completely unrelated, okay. but it's a good series.
1: <laughs> okay, let's let's get to Decadence. Okay, so Decadence is a original story Animated by Studio Nut and Studio Nut. This is, they seem to be a pretty new studio. This is their third series they have worked on. The thing that I was intrigued by about about the show is that it is the second time that the director of Mob Psycho and writer of Mob Psycho, uh, Yuzuru Tachikawa and Hiroshi Seko, have lined up again and so that seems like a promising combination and the show looked good and i had heard so much about the massive twist which we are not we're gonna keep
0: wait i can't talk about the twist
1: okay it's gonna be hard to talk about the show without talking about the twist so we're gonna gonna talk about the twist an intro segment where we keep things spoiler free and then pretty early on we're gonna Call a spoiler break and then talk about the show in depth. But I, I do think it's worthwhile to like you know give our initial takes on it being spoiler free Fine. for people who have been on the fence. So anyway, uh, decadence is about a a giant house moving castle fortress that has it's in a post apocalyptic a post apocalyptic world where there are little bug like Godol monsters running around attacking people on the surface, but everyone lives in this giant mobile fortress that just kind of walks along the earth and is a giant city. That also transforms and fights. Um, there are people inside the city. There are humans. They're the last remaining humans, uh, but there are also other humans called Gears that go out and fight the monsters. And the main character is. Natsume, a tanker. I don't know why they're called tankers. But anyway, and she wants to become she wants to join the power, which is the group that goes out and fights the monsters, but she has a missing arm and has a mechanical arm that makes it hard for her to fight. So she is not good and does not get selected. And that's the show is about her wanting to go fight.
0: Yes. What's her name again? I'm sorry, I just blacked out. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> Natsume.
0: That's right.
1: It's she has a book, she has a book of friends.
0: I just called her Knock Off Emma in my head the whole time. So like, I didn't oh. pay attention to her actual name.
1: <laughs> okay. I think when we do our initial verdict we should we should sync it up and like say it at the same time so like on the count of three we, we both say whether we we loved it or we did it okay okay one two three we loved it. it damn it oh okay. <laughs> um do you want to start off why you didn't like it
0: okay i'll I'll say I was on the fence actually for this one because if you know there's a twist it's not as fun and now we know that there's a twist so we knew that going in. But, like, I wouldn't have watched it if I didn't know there was a twist and also you weren't forcing me at gunpoint. And then, (laughs) but, like, the twist is kind of predictable if you know there is one. And then it was still kind of fun, but I do not care about the characters enough. They just, like, didn't pull me in. Like, they don't have enough personality. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's kind of the point of one of them is he, like, doesn't talk a lot and then, like, Little knockoff Emma, whose name I forget again. She's like very typical Shoden character, but like not to the fun extremes that I like, you know? She's just kind of so so.
1: I don't like you calling her knockoff Emma.
0: I'm sorry. She's got the same like little hair flips, like the antennas.
1: I mainly don't like it because I can't really counter it because I'm like, you know, I guess, I guess that's fair. (laughs)
0: Like, I like Emma. Sorry to Natsume.
1: Yes, it's our yes. book of friends.
0: Oh my God. Okay, now I'll actually remember it.
1: That's the twist that she has a book and that's what that series is about. I have not read or heard or watched. Heard. It's not a radio drama. I have not read or watched Natsume's book of friends. So I don't know even know what it's about.
0: Me either. There's a cat.
1: Well, anyway, I I would say I'm like on some level on the fence, but I'm also very intrigued. I think the twist is on some levels predictable we'll get into it in a little bit but like it was one of the first things like i remember when i first played episode one i was like i wonder if it's this and it was one of those things that flashed from my eyes quickly but by the end of the first episode when i was like my boyfriend i sat down and watched it and i think the episode we like speculated on what we thought the twist might be by that point i had already forgotten of the initial thing i had so like there were enough other red herrings that i was it wasn't like oh well duh that was the thing i always thought it was um But I think that the twist presents an interesting enough world that I am intrigued to see how it is resolved and where it heads and what kind of message it has in the end. The thing that worries me is also the thing that excites me that it's an original story. But, like, original anime stories can be a very mixed bag because it's exciting because it, you know, is a project that had enough potential to get greenlit and whatever. But also, like, it could go completely off the rails. It could, you know, like, there's no prior vetting of it being a great story in some other form first. And the thing that worries me also is that the the primary writer, Hiroshi Seko, I don't think they have... Mm, let mean, when I was looking at their list of credits before like most of the things they're credited with are a series composition of adaptations. And they've done lots of things. They've done like Attack on Titan, Dora Hador, Villain Saga, Mob Psycho. Those are all pretty great adaptations. They've also done some high quality adaptations that have been a little bit of a mixed bag, like Banana Fish, Inuyashiki, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Wait, is that original? I
0: don't know, but this these all feel very much like the show we just like little elements <laughs> of all those things are in the show we just watched. It just it it did feel kind of like a grab bag of other shows. I, th- I think that's why I didn't fall in love with it because it wasn't unique enough.
1: Yeah, I think I think without I think it is the twist the twist that makes it unique enough. I think it without the twist, it's kind of just. Okay, it's a fantasy world. There is it's especially attack on Titan attack on Titan-esque in having a like basically a 3D maneuver gear system. Yeah. But that's flashier because they float around in the air instead of actually having to have cables. And it looks cool and there's lots of style in the visuals throughout the show. So but I think that's I guess that's hard to stick with if you're not intrigued in the characters. I have heard there's a character that we've only heard about that is introduced, I think, in episode four. That I guess at this point only episode 4 episode 4 is the only episode that's out that we have not seen and it seems like people are pretty excited about
0: is it the Is it the girl?
1: yeah Kurenai
0: yeah she seemed cool we did see her for like a split second mm-hmm. and I was like who is this? hello
1: yeah I want to see I think there's the potential and that's the person that Natsume wants to be right like she wants to fight along Kurenai right so like
0: yeah me too girl yeah
1: <laughs> um so i'm intrigued I, th- I think it's like i i love it and want to recommend it on this on the angle of like this is the this is the show to watch out for like this is like a buzzworthy show the season that like is is worth checking out and worth being along the ride for
0: i think it could get good is the thing it could get really interesting but i'm not sold on it yet okay i guess that's my thing i don't hate it but i'm just not i'm not sold they need to give me a little something, more like this lovely lady that we didn't get to see yet.
1: All right. Do you have anything that you want to discuss? Anything more that you can discuss without spoilers? No. All right. So we're going to be talking about the big spoiler twists for the set for the series. Go and watch up through at least the beginning of episode two, because that's where everything is revealed. Uh, Stay clear of watching the opening on YouTube, because...
0: Yes, for sure. Don't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's, That's kind of why they reveal the twist at the beginning of episode two, right? At the start. Because they want to play the opening and they need to...
0: I feel like it was a little bit at the end of episode one. Mm. There was like one shy at the end of episode one. And then I was like, wait a second. And then episode right. two happened.
1: I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. But yeah, let's... Okay, we're going to talk about the spoiler now. So go run away. Go flee from the gadol of spoilers. Okay. <sighs> so they are imprisoned in a fantasy... Not a fantasy. In an entertainment dome. Yes. I think it's like hearing that there was a twist... And then as soon as I sat down and watched first episode, beginning of the episode, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if it's oh, I can't remember the original source is from, but I mainly know the Simpsons episode that played in the trope of the the family that like is living out a life in a home, but they're actually just in a dome in a zoo. What oh, is that from?
0: I don't know what that is.
1: There's some famous movie that it's based on, and I cannot think of the name. So <laughs> hey, it's hard to Google anyway. Um, it's not quite that, I guess, because they are—they're not just being observed from the outside. It's a—it's uh, like
0: a video game for other people.
1: <laughs> it's like a video game, but it's not. That's well, it kind of it is because
0: like, so here's what I was a little confused about. So this twist was weird. Turns out. That uh, Natsume's boss, look, I remembered her name. Natsume's boss, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, hey, can you name his name?
0: <laughs> no. Um,
1: it's in the, the outline, they're all there.
0: <laughs> all right, well, Moody Guy, I don't care about these people. I'll never watch this show again. Uh, um, <laughs> what's his name? Kabuanagi. I'm not doing this. Kaburagi. (laughs) Kaburagi. (laughs) I just can't say words sometimes. So Kaburagi is really, um, he's not a human. He's like an android or cyborg that is piloting this human body from afar. Same. Yes, same. So I was like, okay, sure. And I was like, where does the entertainment come in? And I guess other cyborgs or other aliens? I don't know. Come and they pilot these, the gears who like fight the good alls. And like, is that for fun? Is that like the fun aspect of this?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think what's confusing is that they explain that it's a entertainment complex and that people come for entertainment. But the primary avatar that we have into the, the quote unquote like real world angle of things is Kaburagi, and he does not seem to be a play. He seems to be someone who is like enslaved by the corporation for some reason. And yeah. even before like the event in, in the in the flashback of episode two, they explain how he's kind of been like compromised to the point where he has like been given a task that he is to fulfill for the rest of his days or whatever. And he by the end of the episode is like willing to like let himself die because he doesn't want to keep doing it anymore, or whatever. But even before the in, even before the event in the flashback that like gets him tied into that, it seems like he was still like owned by the company and was like I think like a plant. Like, the closest equivalent I can think of is, like, if... Oh, God, what's the League of Legends developer? If if Riot, like, had... You can't even call them employees. If Riot owned people that they had at the top of the League of Legends rankings, as, like, an example...
0: They had, like, bots at the top of the rankings. Because, like, these aren't people, right? But I think they are. I'm very confused at that, because if they are, then they're murdering them when they pop open the cyborg bodies and rip the brain out.
1: Right. I think... I think the implication, like, I don't think Kabaragi is supposed to be a quote-unquote bot. I think he is, like, the ruling class of the world is the cyborgs or androids. I forget what term they use.
0: I think they use cyborgs, but who cares?
1: So, yeah, I think, like, the the cyborgs are supposed to be the ruling class and also the, like, players of the game. But it's just that some of them, like Kabaragi, have been imprisoned by the corporation. It's my sense, but it's all been so vague. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, they aren't really explaining it very well, which is fine. They're just kind of throwing you into the world, and that can be fun. But for me, I just do not care. (laughs) Like, what are the stakes? Is he going to really die? I don't care. He's a cyborg. They didn't make me love him yet.
1: (laughs) But he's so cute in his real form.
0: Yes, he is quite adorable.
1: I found One of the things I found difficult discussing the series and the boyfriend was just, we were talking about, I think there are, like you were saying, there are so many mysteries about the world or like things that haven't been explained about how things actually work. And I don't inherently find that frustrating. It's just it is kind of hard to talk about things because I think people have different interpretations on how things are working, and I think we just have we'd have to watch more to see how things fit together. But in talking about one of the things that we were confused by was the how the human bodies work and how the the unquote gears that the the players inhabit. And like his take, which is not what I initially thought, but now I've come around to it, is that like the the humans, the tankers, are basically raised and then at some point like get possessed. By the players?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. About because
1: that. of the chip, like the chip is what controls their brain or something. But my my first take was so. that I assumed that because they were because they had like blue skin and like horns and stuff, I assumed they were like artificial bodies or like three D printed bodies or something. But if they can modify, because they did walk past a like boost that would modify your your loadout or your your avatar or whatever so
0: oh see i didn't see that i guess i wasn't paying close enough attention
1: but um but yeah one of the, th- the moving back to what i was saying before like the th- we found it confusing talking about it because when we were talking about we kept throwing around the term avatar and when i was talking about avatar i was referring to the the gear like kaburagi's human-esque body is yeah. kaburagi's avatar but you're, normally when we're talking about series like this When you say Avatar, you usually mean like the little cute chibi form, but that's his real android body.
0: See, okay, what my uh, impression was is that everyone gets like an artificial body. When
1: What do you mean everyone?
0: I guess the cyborgs, when they have an avatar to like go fight the Mm -hmm. good all for fun, because I guess that's fun for them. Um, you know what? They did make a, a distinction between players and the and the cyborgs who were playing and called them like, well, I guess if they're top tier, they're like rankers, but they also said like players, not them.
1: Yeah, that's, there's there's tankers, rankers, players, and like yeah. the rankers, it seems like there are players and non-players. And I, yeah, I just find that I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me to have this ranking system and then have people at the top of the ranking system that are not players
0: yeah that was also very confusing because it seemed like a lot of these cyborgs were in the top and i was like what is happening right now because that doesn't seem like a very good business model to have only bots
1: well no i think the, the cyborgs the cyborgs are the the market the cyborgs are the players as well
0: are you sure because I think so. Because they were saying stuff like, oh, now that I'm a ranker, I'm not replaceable. And I'm like, right. what does this mean?
1: So I, th- I think everyone that is in the the player base, so I think it's that like there are players and there are plants owned by the corporation. But both of them are cyborgs that are playing through these human avatars. So it's like Kaburagi is still interfacing with the system like all the other cyborgs do. It's just that he is not someone with free will and agency. He did not choose to pay money to come to this experience. He is enslaved by the corporation. Is the vibe I got?
0: Okay. Uh, I, I see where this is, but I don't... I just don't know because I feel <laughs> like the other players aren't cyborgs. I feel like they're like aliens or some shit. I don't
1: know. There were some moments early on where they were showing the... When I was still, like, adjusting to the quote-unquote real world, like, showing the the base where they are outside of playing in the game, where I was still adjusting, so I'm not sure maybe there were aliens and other things. That, also, their, their cyborg bodies, like, those could be aliens. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's they're very cartoonish, and it's hard to distinguish.
0: Yes, who knows? But, okay, I'm still just...
1: They're in a spaceship, so, like, aliens are a possibility.
0: I guess that's true. See, because I was wondering... Or I don't think those are human bodies that they're piloting. I think they're, like, artificial. Because when they were talking about the Rankers, like, hacking into their abilities and being able to do, like... Because, like, they don't feel pain when they're fighting the monsters. Mm -hmm. But if you hack in, you can... There's no ability limit and i was like a human body no matter how like, like mm. if you're taking over if you're piloting it you can't like exceed its abilities like you suddenly can't like go faster
1: or yeah you can't like up the muscles by removing a limit like they would have to yeah have trained the muscles so that i see it what just, you mean it there.
0: doesn't make sense to me and like they were just like oh you exchange like that for being able to get hurt in real life. And I was like, okay, well, that's another thing. Like they're able to take so many hits. And if that's like a real human body and not just like an avatar, then it wouldn't be able to take so many hits, I don't think, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's also so like, when you talk about it in abstract terms, like taking hits, that's easy to like abstract. But if we're talking about like, okay, what if their arm gets chopped off? what happens if it's a human body that's never going to regrow but if it's some kind of artificial thing then like okay you could do some magic or whatever but like if they're just human bodies then like do they then never get to use their arm again is that part of the thrill of the game they didn't seem to talk about that angle of it so
0: yeah they just said if you died you'd have to start all over with a new body and i was like that was the one moment that would have maybe sold that it's like they're stealing humans but there's not enough humans. There's not enough humans. They couldn't reproduce them fast enough to have people play as those characters. They would just die too fast.
1: I guess so. But also, like, the fact that the... I think the confusing point is, like, what is going on with those chips? Because with those chips that Kabaragi is recovering and how like he's recovering ones that are humans that are malfunctioning what i the way i interpreted that initially was like humans who are just like not really fitting in with society or not like you know
0: yeah who are causing trouble
1: yeah just causing trouble in general you know like not literal well i mean to contrast the way my boyfriend took it was that like they are mind controlling them with those chips and the bugs are the people who can't be mind controlled so they are not eligible to be they're not eligible to become gears possessed by players because the mind control is not working but yeah my interpretation was like there was no mind control at all so yeah
0: i think they were just like because they advertised that in the entertainment center of decadence is you can go look at an almost extinct like species of humans so like come oh, you can just mm. go hang out with them And i'm like that's awful but
1: <laughs> yeah you think yeah, i think that that framing that marketing would be completely different if it was about possessing their bodies it would be like live as a human and like be a part of their world it wouldn't be like go watch them
0: yeah it's very confusing it's kind of cool to like try to piece together this weird world but it's like it's a lot. There's like a lot now, like the, all the terminology. Like if you haven't watched it, this is just annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I, in general, enjoy this kind of speculation, piecing together the world. But I do think it is. Some of it is just frustrating. Like the fact that there there are a bunch of proper nouns just being thrown around, like tanker gear player ranker like and a lot of them power like that that have overlapping roles and like the fact that it's like oh well you're a tanker and you want to join the power which is mostly formed with gears who are rankers and it's just like like these are i think proper nouns like that are a lot easier to accept if they're like very discrete concepts that like the fact that it's so complicated and convoluted makes it like
0: it's less fun and it's more like yeah we get it it's a fantasy world Thank you. At least, like, comparing it to, like, Attack on Titan, it was very simple. There's the Titans, and then there's, like, the Survey Corps, and it's, like, that's completely acceptable language. It's, like, it's the military, that's something we're familiar with, and then they introduce the foreign concept of Titans, so it's not as much for us to process, you know?
1: Right, I think the better parallel to draw with Attack on Titan is that, like, by the end of Attack on Titan, or at least by where the anime is at this point, it's, like, there is a lot of proper noun terminology, but it's like that thing had those things have been introduced once you're fully invested and want more like backstory and how things yeah. work and fit together. And it's been
0: over time. It's right. not right away, right?
1: Like, and I think that's what makes something a mainstream hit is if it's so easy to digestible that you don't need to understand all these proper nouns. So I guess that is something that is, I think really limiting the broad appeal of this show.
0: Yeah, like. Even in, like, My Hero, they're, like, quirks, and, like, that's the weird thing, and we get used to it, and then they introduce more weird shit later, but...
1: If we're gonna talk about broad appeal, Kapuragi's pretty hot.
0: All right, listen here, you. (laughs) Perhaps, but I really want to know more about that lady that we keep seeing And Yeah. (laughs) Kuro and I. Is that Mm -hmm. her name? See, love her. She looked great. (laughs) I also love that mean girl. (laughs) Wow. What was her name?
1: Way to endorse problematic behavior. I don't remember, but it was on the wiki
0: with the purple hair. Mm-hmm. I loved her. She's awful. And like, I really love those characters.
1: You really see yourself in them, don't you?
0: I do. And wow, I saw her outfit and I was like, girl, even in this weird post apocalyptic world, I see you.
1: She's a uh, Linmei, or Rinmei.
0: Rinmei, I love you. In case you're listening.
1: I think that this show. The things that I was saying I'm intrigued by to like see where it goes is that like I appreciate the themes it's dealing with, and I want to see where it... I really enjoy the pathetic fallacy of us knowing what's going on in this world and following an avatar who has no idea and it would completely shake their worldview. Um, I think that's just inherently interesting to watch. I want to see where they go with it. I think the idea of her being a bug in the system is a cool concept. There there are a lot of queer metaphors you can stitch onto that. One of the things that I've most seen discussed is... Uh, Vanellope and Wreck-It Ralph, who uses her glitching for oh, her own yeah. benefit, has been discussed a lot as being a metaphor for the queer experience, and I think Not So Me is a little bit similar. And I, I. I... I was sold on Kaparagi when in episode two he's like basically like willing to let himself die, but is so intrigued by Natsume that he like, you know, decides to take his his oxyone or whatever and, you know, like see if there's something Another to
0: for. proper noun that we need to know. <sighs> we hate nouns.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Common nouns are okay.
0: Fine. We hate some nouns. <laughs> okay, wait. Interesting thing. Interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on the wiki because I've been shamed for not knowing all the characters' names, and, Kuro and I her voice actors or voice actress, eh, sorry, is the same voice <laughs> actress as Pipe and i don't know if that could be a thing later or not but that could be crazy <laughs> what if what if that has a connection what if i've cracked a spoiler
1: i think they wouldn't make it so obvious in the credits what then, if it but
0: is <laughs> hey have you ever okay the answer is probably no but have you seen miraculous ladybug
1: i have watched like the beginning of first episode but i haven't fully got into it
0: okay well anyways so i in the english version the bad guy's called hawk moth um that so sounds cooler than the butterfly but the bad guy has the same voice actor voice actor as adrian's dad and everyone's like oh so adrian's dad's the bad guy and everyone's like what no and then, it was, and then he was the bad guy <laughs> it was that obvious so hmm. this could be something pipe and crew and i could be a character
1: well fun fact about the voice actors you were talking about uh eriki she is known to be an amateur manga artist in Japan in her spare time. So, you know.
0: Oh, I love that for her.
1: Maybe she drew Natsume's Book of Friends.
0: Probably not. There's actually an <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that is a real series with a real author. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Anyways, this was fine. This was probably, it's better than okay, but I still don't love it. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd recommend it to people to check out unless they were like, I'm pretty interested in that concept I'd be like sure go watch it
1: yeah that hmm that's the thing that's tough with series like this the the parallel I'm gonna draw is to Danga Mampa V3 which is a another series with a big twist although that twist happens towards the end of the game so it's even harder to discuss but I find it hard to some of these things where it's like the thing that's the most interesting about it is the twist and it's kind of like but if also the enjoyment of the thing comes from experiencing the twist you can't really This one's easy because at least you can say like, okay, you can just watch episode one and then you're ready for the twist. Dungrabah V3 is like, okay, play like 30 hours and then experience a twist and then maybe you'll find out that you liked the game enough to play it for that twist which you didn't know before you started playing so I don't know I feel like this this show doesn't actually like some of that hype that we're that I talked about before about like oh my god you need to go watch it you need to go before you get spoiled go watch it right now you need, I don't think I think we'll look back on the show and that first episode watching that first episode without the twist will not really matter I think in the scheme of things yeah. like the twist of the show will become part of the commonly discussed discourse about the show like I think it's kind of like that one episode where you don't know the twist is an, an anomaly and is not crucial to enjoying the show. Like I think finding out the, the twist doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. To not to bring it back to knock off Emma, but like Promised Neverland, the first episode is like still or it's like the same formula basically. As you don't get the twist until the very end. And like mm. that one's pretty cool. But when you're talking about it, you have to tell people what the twist is. Yeah. Like, you can't talk about Promised Neverland without talking about the twist.
1: Right. That's true. I agree with you there. I agree with your conclusion. But I do think that's an example where that twist actually feels like a bigger... There's a bigger emotional rollercoaster that you go through experiencing that twist unspoiled. Yeah. Whereas this, it's kind of like, oh... Now that makes sense, but not a, like, doesn't completely change your worldview, or, like, it doesn't, you know, like... Yeah,
0: that one, Promise Neverland did shake me to my core, because I was not expecting it, but...
1: I mean, it's hard for me to put myself back in the mind space, because I was, you know, like, reading that, like, when chapter one came out. But I think it's, like, the tropes of an orphanage. Oh, it's an yeah, orphanage, yeah. and the kids are graduating. It's like, okay, something bad's happening.
0: Well, yeah, but you didn't know what.
1: It's the execution of how bad the thing is that's happening.
0: Yeah, they did it a really good job, too, because it was very suspenseful, and you're like, wait, what the what is going on here
1: <laughs> I mean are you talking about the anime or the manga cuz i do think both of them do that well
0: both mm-hmm. but the i guess the anime like with like the like pacing of how stressful it was hit me harder
1: i haven't heard the best things about the anime adaptation overall but that first episode at least like does that does that reveal well
0: it has its moments did you watch the anime or just read the manga
1: i think i watched the first episode or two and then i think it was when my boyfriend and i just started dating and i like was showing him the show and I was like, okay, we're gonna watch this together. But then he just went and read the manga instead. So then I was like, okay, never mind. I don't need to do this.
0: Yeah, I think the manga is better just because, like, the art's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they didn't like properly capture that in the anime, and a lot of it feels like it, they glazed over some stuff which is fine but it just like doesn't hit you as hard you know mm-hmm. ways don't watch this just go watch *Promise neverland
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah having brought up these other examples i think this is the kind of show that like eventually i think we have to you have to let the dust settle a little bit and give people a chance to try it up so on on their own terms but after a couple weeks i think you'll be able to discuss this show and just say like it's a show about humanity being enslaved in an entertainment game where they are, you know, like hapless, I don't know, like bystanders to a media experience game kind of thing. And if that's the kind and then you can sell people on that setup. And if they're intrigued enough by that, then it's a show for them. But if they're not, then it's not a show for them. When thinking about wanting to love it, I was thinking from the perspective of like, this is the the show of the season to be watching. Kind of like the most intriguing of the shows of the season. But looking yeah. at the full list, like I think Great Pretender and Millionaire Detective might, you know, beat it for that slot. So
0: I'm, I'm guessing this one probably is one of the more fun ones to talk about as it's airing, I guess. Like every week it'd be more fun to be like, okay, so what? Are they talking about, like, what's happening? But because, like, with Great Pretender, we're not going to get that. It's just going to be dumped on Netflix, and we're going to have to deal with that, which takes out a lot of the fun. But so maybe you're right.
1: The thing thing that's weird about Great Pretender is that, like, that's also kind of how it's being released in Japan. Like, it's being released in, like, five episodes at a time. Chunks. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, inherent to the story. Maybe it is. I don't know.
0: That's weird, but okay.
1: But I also i agree with you that like maybe some of the appeal of the show is watching it along as like being enjoying the twists and discussing with other people but i think it's also kind of a frustrating thing to talk about other people like i think it's
0: yes by our long pronoun conversation <laughs> that we just had right
1: because <laughs> it's like we all the pieces don't fit together and i think until those pieces fit together in the show itself, everyone has different interpretations. And it just becomes kind of like arguing about which one feels more right, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, did you watch Attack on Titan as it was airing? Yeah. So, like, that was a lot of fun trying to unravel that world with everybody. Mm-hmm. At the time, I also didn't know anybody who read the manga. It was all, we were all anime onlys. And it was. It was a lot of fun, like week by week being like, what's going on? Like, how did that get in the wall? Who? <laughs> where are we? And like, this doesn't have as much of the fun appeal, I guess. But it has a similar, like, I want to figure this out and talk to my friends about it.
1: Yeah. If I were to compare them, it's like Attack on Titan was kind of like, the mysteries were so far out of grasp that it was like, you know, it's the trope of, I think it was in this anime opening as well, like the trope of a character just like grasping at the empty air and like, yes. there's nothing nothing even on frame to, for them to grab at. Whereas this show is like, all the pieces are there. It's just like a child's play plan where they're just like lying on the floor and you don't know how they fit together yet. And you're like, we can argue about how they fit together, but like, we don't actually know. But like, it's not like, I, I feel like Attack Night has such a like, you're know, like, oh my God, there's a Titan in the wall. Oh my- why, like you know like you don't even
0: that's fun i love right. that
1: and it's like yeah there's something very like that's like such an extreme like that's like a leap forward in your comprehension of how the world even works and doesn't make any sense and this is more like all the pieces are right there and we're just like okay but like how do they interact
0: yeah so if they're either in decadence they're either not giving us enough information or they're giving us too much for it to be fun to guess that right but i mean it could still be fun to talk about it's just not for me instead i'll watch millionaire detective and have a, <laughs> just a grand old time
1: yeah i think i'm gonna keep watching and just like
0: you tweet about it i'll figure out what's going on from there
1: <laughs> well i'm just like yeah i want to I go along for the ride not for like i don't i don't think it's gonna have huge twists and turns that are gonna be so fun but i think it's just like is it gonna competently execute on those themes like is it gonna be oh i didn't even talk about like the the one part about the, even though it doesn't compare to the execution of reveals in Obama's Neverland or on Titan or whatever, but the way that the revealed is phrased, where it's just like episode two opens up with a zoom out of the world and there's like a dome around it and it says, like, Decadence owned by this meat, this company. And I was like, oh, like that, that, like then in the second line of the subtitles is where it actually says that it's a media. Entertainment experience Or whatever But that first line Where it's like It's owned by a company I was still trying to reconcile that With my previous understanding Of the world And I was like I think that was really cool Where it's like Is it owned by a corporation? Hmm Is this, is this a like Post-apocalyptic yes. <laughs> world Where corporations own everything? That's Oh no I mean Yes it is kind of But also like It's more than that
0: Yeah Also I think they're giving us A little too much credit Saying that the world's Uninhabitable by um, 2400 You know I think it'll be Uninhabitable far before then
1: Uh We didn't even talk about Pipe at all, aside from your conspiracy theories that Pipe is a ninja.
0: He's cute, but I also hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like slobber.
1: Yeah, I don't like dogs in real life but looking at them is cute
0: yeah well he's not like a
1: dog (laughs) well but the slobber is the dog-esque
0: my dogs don't slobber but yeah i guess like that's what they were going for
1: i mean my cat doesn't slobber but he does like once he wakes up he just licks it's supposed to be i think it's a like evolutionary habit of like licking other cats but he just licks the blankets and it's like and it's like why is there just this pool of water on on the sheets and it's because he just woke up and licked for a while.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sad and cute at the same time.
1: <laughs> um I usually try like if I'm there i like try to interrupt and I'm like, okay, at least lick me. Like stop looking in the sheets. Like anyway. Um yeah, so that's that's decadence. Um it sure it's is. Just decadent. just
0: okay. You said you loved it. Do you still love it after I yelled at you about it for or not yeah. yelled at you, but talked to you down about it.
1: <laughs> I have been shamed. I can't I'm I'm scared to proclaim my love for it anymore i i think i have joking aside like i think in discussing th- my mixed feelings about it have come come kind of back around to in discussing my mixed feelings about it and seeing how s- more excited i am for millionaire detective and great pretender i think i have come around to weeping it instead and being one of those shows where like i want to keep watching i'm gonna keep watching but not so in love that i'm gonna tell everyone they need to go watch it yeah i'll see how it pays off especially since it's an original story and we don't have any precedent from an adaptation source to know if it's going to stick a landing.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it is pretty to look at also. Like they did a good job with like the animations and stuff, but yeah. Thanks nut. Thanks nut for your sick ass animation. But like, it does look cool when they're fighting, like that'll give them that. But I'm just really, I'm really on the fence with this one because I am interested, but not enough.
1: The series needs to become so big that we refer to things as like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a really great nut fight. This reminds me of nut fight.
0: I don't want to talk about nut fights.
1: <laughs> this is a really great.
0: Classic nut. It's classic <laughs> nut. Ew, I hate this Jeff, Can we <laughs> stop talking about this? I'm waving it still. I don't know if that was clear, but.
1: That, that's within your right.
0: Thank you. Well you know what? I'm gonna give it a chance. I feel like if we watch if I watch two more episodes and I still am like I don't care about this, then I'm just gonna stop watching.
1: Yeah, I think especially for your kind of tastes and proclivities, it's all gonna ride on how interesting and central Karin is, probably.
0: Yeah, one (laughs) hundred percent. Or if like that mean girl shows up again.
1: (laughs) Like that's what you want you want the show to just pivot into being about the mean girl.
0: Yeah, I really like her. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, I just want pure, sweet, innocent children, and you want the mean, abusive characters. I want
0: the mean girl to thrive, and then the girl who could beat me up, I want her to be the star of the show. Like, I just, I have simple desires, and this show needs to meet them.
1: Okay, here's one more, no, it's, it's a debate topic, or just point of fusion. When my boyfriend and I were talking about that mean girl character, I assumed she was, you know, just like Natsume, one of the tankers, these... You know, like, most of the extinct race of humans that are raised on decadence. he assumed that she was actually a player. And the reason she was making fun of her was because she, you know, like, knew that she was not, you know, like, not knowing what's going on with the world of the game or whatever.
0: No, she's just a human because else she'd be fighting.
1: Right. That's what I thought, too. Like, I don't think they would be in that tanker. um, Cool. Well, I mean, they did say that it's like, you can go down to the tanker world and see them. But I thought they made it seem like she was a peer, right, that, like, had grown up with her. Yeah.
0: And she was going to she got a job as like a butcher, so Yeah. Or whatever that's called. But this show does have a lot of aspects of things I like. I do like fun fighting. I do like powerful women. Just please like make that more part of the show. Right now it's mostly been like training montage and world building and sad man that's really a cyborg sits on his butt and cries about how he messed up. Like, yeah, we all make mistakes, dude. Get over it.
1: I also did not totally buy that. Mis- that mistake just seems so, that story was just so weird. Like him yeah. being like, you don't want to do this. And then the guy just came back to him and was like, but I want to do it. And he was like, okay, here's how you do it. And it's like, Huh? What?
0: Yeah, it just... He didn't really have a good enough reason to want to do it also. And why did he know how to do it anyway? Whatever. I don't care. I just want my powerful and mead women. <laughs> I will give this show another thing. They haven't like been gross about Natsume yet.
1: Yeah, I think it's been pretty tasteful and respectful.
0: Thank God. Except for that one guy. What's his name? Fennel?
1: Oh, yeah. I loved him. With his he, hair. He was doing the... um. Kabedon with a with a knife. Like, like,
0: I don't remember. I think it was like a scraper thing that they yeah, used to like scrape yeah. the walls.
1: It was something sharp, and I was like, "Okay, this is like." It was so villainous, I guess, and I was like, "This is funny." But
0: I do like that. If you're not afraid to die, it's not a lot of fun. But <laughs> <laughs> so there are characters like I. I just want to care, like make me ca- like these characters more. I guess, like I'm being spoiled. I'm rewatching Haikyuu. I should have mentioned that I'm rewatching Haikyuu at the beginning it's great and it's just such a good job of making you care about literally every character Mm -hmm. like even the opponents like I'm rooting for the opposite team at the same time I'm rooting for the main characters but I'm just like spoiled by that that now these other shows that don't make me care I'm like it's really not that hard (laughs) (laughs) I mean
1: IQ is a masterpiece on many levels it's kind of an unfair comparison to be like oh IQ did it it's not that hard
0: it's just like every episode you care so much about someone like a new character or like three new characters and i'm just like wow i've been really like emotionally grabbed by this and so now when i'm not by like another show like decadence maybe i'm just like i need to care i need to know your life mm. <laughs> tell me your backstory and why it's sad and why i should root for you i guess they did show us natsume's like dad died and she lost her arm but <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're like i don't care about that
0: is that i think that was supposed to like make me care about her but woo. It di- it didn't. Why? Is that something wrong with me?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think a little that you're like more intrigued by the mean girl who's abusive towards her than <laughs> she's funny. But I don't think I don't think that like I'm more intrigued by her in the present and her like ambition than the backstory in particular. Like it was it was fine. It was standard. It was cookie cutter.
0: You know, there was one moment that made me feel emotions actually, and it was when he upgraded her arm Mm -hmm. and he's like this isn't your weakness it's your it's your weapon and i was like oh that's actually very sweet
1: that was sweet it felt a little too stereotypical for me like it's just it just reminds me of like full metal alchemist and being like oh we lost your arm but now you have a cooler arm it's like okay great like
0: yeah but now she has a cooler arm
1: (laughs) it just is frustrating when it's like so telegraphed that it's like oh I don't know, it just, it frustrates me because it's like, oh, then there's like discourse about like, oh, it's, it's representation of disabilities. But it's like, what is it a disability when they have a cooler, more functional arm? And it's really just an excuse to show off the, you know, like cool body modification and not actually representing her having any kind of.
0: I feel like the metaphor is more of like the cool representation, just like, hey, your disability, like her missing her arm is not her weakness. It could be her strength. And I feel like that as a sentiment is more powerful than the actual visuals and functions that it's using. So, like, I see where people can get that.
1: I think that sentiment is a nice sentiment that is completely undercut by, you know, like that. I think that would be true if she kept her original arm that actually had weaknesses and then learned to somehow use the thing that was very weak in most regards in an interesting and cool way. That would feel like a respectful way to live up to that sentiment but when it's instead like and now you have an arm that can shoot needles and it's like okay
0: yeah i'm trying to think of if there's something i've seen that does that well that like turns a weakness into a strength
1: oh like my hero academia where he's gonna become a superhero without any powers nope and then he actually i just redacted my own i said some things on my hero academia spoilers even without the spoilers you know if you watched Two episodes of my academia he he has the coolest power in the world you know it's that initial premise of like how is he gonna become a hero without any powers nope never gonna execute on that
0: okay i've thought of one in haiku <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair
0: yeah like like i was gonna think i was kind of thinking like uh hinata's like he doesn't really turn his weakness into a strength it's just always a weakness being short short's mm-hmm. always a weakness i think more like kenma like his weakness was he was afraid of people looking at him for a while. He was very socially conscious. In the game, he's good at watching people's eyes and where they were. So he like became really good at reading people in volleyball. And I was like, that's great. Because he's still very anxious, but he uses it to his advantage. Wow, I love my son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one? Hinata or Kema?
0: Both. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love all of my kids.
1: Yeah. like On that note of IQ, it's like the way stories like this execute that kind of your weakness is actually your strength is kind of like if in a pivotal moment of IQ Hinata just grew three feet taller <laughs> you know like, yeah
0: okay see I now I see what you're saying because I like that his weakness is his weakness the whole time
1: and he has to like learn to work with that and it's also what yeah. it adds to his characterization because that's how like the people he idolized were like the person he idolized was someone because of that he sent like that opened up the door of possibilities all this stuff and then he is a represent he becomes that idol for other people and like,
0: it's good. Everyone, please just go watch Haikyuu. I'm not joking. Like, it's probably my favorite. It's in the top three for
1: sure. One of these days, we're just gonna get to an anime that we hate so much that we're like, okay, we're gonna cover it for like three seconds and then just talk about Haikyuu.
0: Haikyuu fancast. I mean, there are plenty of people talking about Haikyuu already, but
1: I mean, I don't think there are. There is a single dedicated Haikyuu podcast that I know about. I let's talk actually... to them
0: because I just want to talk about Haikyuu more. Let's. I'm just gonna go listen to them. Because I just need all the Haikyuu content.
1: They're, I haven't listened because they have only been talking about chapters of the manga that are way ahead of where I am. But they're they are um, very nice people.
0: Everyone on Haikyuu is good. Please just go watch haiku. I swear to God. Anyways, Decadence. weaving it. Jeff?
1: I, I guess I'm also weeping it. I've been peer pressured. You you were I the bully. I can't believe I bullied
0: you into yeah. weeping it. You said you loved it in the beginning.
1: Yeah, but then you you were the mean girl to me.
0: That's true. Honestly, if like she becomes more important and then <laughs> Koranai becomes more important, I might end up loving it. So I will watch a little bit more and I'll just keep an eye out for if they become main characters. Mm. Please just can you watch it and tell me if they become main characters because then I will watch it.
1: I will try. Keep up with it, thank
0: you. I hey, see, that's how I know you don't love it because you will try to keep up with it instead of I'm going to keep up.
1: I feel like there were lots of shows in the past that I've said I'm definitely gonna keep up with it, and then I totally fell off.
0: All right, that's true. Well, anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Sorry we weaved it.
1: If you want to watch it despite what we've said, <laughs> um, well, if you listen to this part, you probably watched it anyway, but yeah, go. It's on Funimation now on Hulu. Any, what do you want to recommend that's not anime and not Haikyuuu?
0: Oh, god, um, Billie Eilish's new song, My Future actually is super good did you listen no it's it's like soft and like so chill in the beginning and then it like picks up part way through and it's like 100 percent my jam i was like really vibe into it
1: <laughs> oh is this the one that has like an anime music video
0: yeah it does
1: okay this we said no anime
0: well it's not like anime because it's a music video but <laughs> it's an amv really
1: i think the only thing i heard about it was that it had a, a very it's an amv
0: that's it it's all you need to know go watch it
1: all right, I'm going to recommend the the latest summer event in Dragalia Lost, which I have not had time to actually fully read, but just the premise of it is so batshit absurd that it. Dragalia Lost is a very lighthearted, like fun kind of story. There is dramatic stuff happening in the main story, but like most of the events in the game are like. Oh, these envoys from the stand-in for China came, so we're doing a Lunar New Year celebration. Or like, or there's a circus in town, so let's have a circus celebration. Or like, every event is some kind of a distraction from the big war that's going on to have some celebration. Uh, this fun, lighthearted summer event is the characters go and like defeat a monster in on some summer resort island, and they defeat they defeat them, and then the next morning wake up in a murder game. With it's basically as Dangarampa and there is like a monokuma from Dangarampa analogue as well. And it's 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 so bizarre because it's so different from the tone of the series. Like the tone of the series is like very upheart, very lighthearted, very upbeat, very like even the enemies become friends in the end kind of thing. And then it's just like you're all murdering each other, find out who the murderer is, and it's like what's going on? This is such a tonal divergence. But I haven't gotten to the end of the story to know how it how that actually pays off. But it's very you have to respect it for just trying everything.
0: I'm not gonna try it, but thank you. (sighs) Sigh.
1: Sigh. One day, I'll get Annie to try out good gacha games.
0: Hey, no, I was gonna say I've played them, but I haven't. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, I'm playing BTS Uno still. Does that count?
1: Nope, nope, nope. Leave a review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts if you wanna get Annie to stop talking about BTS Uno and wow, also send us rude. your listener pick for this season.
0: Send us feedback at loveitterweebit at gmail.com or on Twitter at loveitourweebit. You can find me on Twitter at any other name.
1: And you can find the better host at Jeff Jeff on Twitter. No, that's
0: wrong. I'm the better host. Anyways, see you next week
1: where we're going to be covering we're going to be sinking lake japan 2020
0: i'm ready to be depressed
1: i it's going to be such a fun time thank you for brightening up our world bye bye and as we always say it's 10 p.m do you know where your anime are Let's get this done so I can go back to watching Japanese videos of Digimon card game.
0: Or so I can go back to watching ASMR videos. (laughs) That's so two summers ago. I don't know what I'm doing. Three summers ago? Two summers ago. Uh, Sorry, Jeff. I know you're not not on the trends. You wouldn't know when ASMR was popular. I'm sorry for doing that.
1: I'm sorry I'm not up up to breast with the latest sound fetishes.
0: Yeah, sorry you don't love listening to someone eat pickles in H D. <laughs> That's okay. I love their when they go crunch on like those pickles. It's satisfying. This
1: podcast is over.
0: <laughs> it hasn't even started.
1: I've been recording. This oh. is all going in the blackmail bucket. No. Isn't that how it is to just like live in Tokyo? Like Mount Fuji is an active volcano and we're just kind of like, yeah, it hasn't erupted for hundreds of years. So like, hopefully it's not gonna. But yeah. Also, Jeff, we
0: live in the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. So we live in the ring of fire.
1: Is that like a metaphor or like a real thing?
0: That's like a real thing. It's like there's Volcanoes. Um, like that kind of form like a big circle Around like where we are I'll send you a picture And if like one oh, of them goes off you- They all go off And then we'll all die Is this
1: how you like Summon a homunculus And film an alchemist No This is how they get their mom back
0: I'm gonna set you on fire <laughs> Um, So the Ring of Fire is a major area in the basin of the Pacific Ocean where many earthquakes and volcanic eruptions occur, sir. Uh, I'm sending you a map. It's like all these volcanoes, like if they all like happen to trigger each other, we're all dead. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. So um, get ready.
1: And... Also send us your listener pick for this season and send feedback for the episode to not at gmail.com. <laughs> you oh should do this God. part because I get it confused with the other podcast. And as we always say, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your anime are?
0: What is that a parody of?
1: It was some advertising campaign that was like, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I don't know what it was like for. <laughs> when I was typing this into Google... Google started to like auto-suggest, you know where your wieners are, and I don't like that. Why? (laughs) Um, It was a public service announcement, but why? What was the threat? Why were there nightly youth curfews in the 1960s? Because
0: of all the bonin. The bonin? I don't know what the kids were (laughs) up to in the 60s. Actually, I do know what they were up to. I've watched season two of The Umbrella Academy. Oh boy. Which is fine. It was just fine.